Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. My name is Patrick Chen and welcome to the January 2024 issue of BGOG. We're now in 2024 and would like to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. In this issue, we are focusing on several articles reporting on the possible associated factors with stillbirth and women's mortality following childbirth. The Sub-Saharan region is a geographical area in the African continent that lies south of the Saharan Desert. The countries located in this region have suffered from conflicts and impeded social economic development. It is therefore not surprising to find that these countries also experience the highest rate of stillbirth. Mukherjee and colleagues conducted a systematic review on the factors associated with stillbirths in this region. Despite their extensive literature search covering articles published between 2013 and 2019, the 37 studies included in this review only covered 19 out of the 46 countries in that region. There was no identified report from a significant number of countries in West and Central Africa, as well as the islands of Madagascar, Seashells and Mauritius. The risk factors identified were classified into maternal, social demographic and lifestyle, fetal, obstetric and delivery, health system, as well as unexplained or miscellaneous categories. The common maternal factors found were hypertensive disorders of pregnancy, maternal infections, and late antenatal booking. For the social demographic factors, advanced maternal age, the lack of formal education, unemployment, poverty, and grand multiparity were associated with this outcome. On the other hand, prematurity, fetal growth restriction, multiple pregnancies, congenital anomalies were identified as fetal factors for stillbirth. For obstetric and delivery factors, obstructed labor, placental abruption, and fetal malformation were the identified elements. It is also not surprising to find that providing high-quality antenatal care and reducing delays in reaching a hospital to give birth reduces the probability of a stillbirth. This review also highlighted that there is still a high proportion of stillbirths whereby an associated risk factor or cause cannot be identified due to the low prevalence of fetal autopsies being conducted. The review concluded that strategies on improving antenatal care, educating women to give birth in birthing facilities with high-quality intrapartum services should be developed in order to reduce this pregnancy outcome. In a different study, Wakali Mahu and colleagues examined the prevalence of placental and fetal DNA copy number variants in stillborn fetuses with structural malformations. A total of 388 stillbirths were available from a multi-center study from five geographic regions in the USA from 2006 to 2008. Copy number variations are deletions or duplications of genetic material which are greater than 1,000 base pairs in length. Pathological copy number variant, deletions and duplications have previously been shown to be associated with stillbirths as well as live-born babies with anomalies. This study reported that the most common organs affected with structural malformations in the fetus in stillbirths were cardiac defects, high drops, craniofacial defects, and skeletal abnormalities. Such information should allow better counselling and management of future pregnancies for such cases. In keeping with the focus on studies from sub-Saharan Africa, Gasly and colleagues compared the cause of death from 2000 to 2019 
determined by verbal autopsy interviews for women who died within the first 42 days postpartum with those that died after that time period but up to a year postpartum in six countries, namely Gambia, Kenya, Malawi, Tanzania, Ethiopia and South Africa. There were a total of 2,114 deaths identified in this study and the cause of pregnancy-related mortality was not significantly different between the first 10 years of the study compared with the latter half. For the deaths within the first 42 days postpartum, the commonest cause of death were obstetric hemorrhage, pregnancy-induced hypertension and maternal sepsis. HIV, tuberculosis infection and other non-communicable diseases such as pneumonia, other unspecified cardiac disease, malaria, gastrointestinal malignancy contributed the highest number of deaths from 43 days until one year postpartum. This increased vulnerability to infectious diseases such as HIV and tuberculosis beyond the postpartum period is not well understood. But sleep deprivation, lactation, recovery from pregnancy and delivery, as well as anemia may be contributory factors. Opportunities to screen and optimize the treatment for these infections should therefore be utilized during the antenatal period as women tend to have more contacts with the healthcare system. Previous studies have also shown that women with a previous miscarriage or termination of pregnancy had a higher subsequent mortality compared to those who only have live births. Due to Keener and colleagues conducted an observational cohort study comparing mortality rates of women with a pregnancy affected with vaginal bleeding compared to those women with pregnancies without bleeding that resulted in a live birth, termination of pregnancy or miscarriage. Compared to women with previous pregnancies that were unaffected with vaginal bleeding, there was no increased mortality risk from all cause as well as natural or non-natural mortality causes in women who had experienced such bleeding. Given that bleeding in early pregnancy is common, women can be reassured that there is no association with an increased mortality in later life compared to those without this pregnancy complication. Lastly, we lost a doyen of urogynecology with the passing of Linda Cardoso recently. The BGOG has decided to publish an obituary written by Dudley Robinson on Linda's professional lifetime achievements. I'd like to briefly also acknowledge her contribution as a scientific editor for BGOG. I remember her well as a formidable but highly respected member of the editorial board who will be dearly missed by everyone. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.